the fan. Are you ready for your deep dive into Ohio State athletics? Welcome to the only place on your radio where it's all Buckeyes all the time. This is the Buckeye Show. Welcome in, everybody, to a brand new week on the Buckeye Show. We're here with you until 8 o'clock, a normal, nice, full two-hour affair to get you caught up with everything that happened over the long Labor Day holiday weekend. I hope it was a good one and everyone was safe, and we wish we had better, more positive things to inform you about with the return of Big Ten football, but it's just going to be one of those... Stay tuned type of situations. We'll get into it all here tonight. Joining me again, very good friend, the co-host for this evening, Maddie Andrews, everybody. Tim, good Tuesday evening, man. How you doing? What a great long weekend. Beautiful weather. A little bit dangerous last night. The storms were a little unnerving. And I know you were kind of in the path too, right? Yeah, you know, we luckily, you know, here in Hilliard where we were, it seemed like Dublin was about as far south as that nasty weather really got. I saw my wife was showing me a wild photo from above, from the skies above the Columbus Zoo. I don't know if you saw that, but almost looked not. like a tornado was forming. But uh, thankfully, everything, uh, everything was is good out there. And yeah, you just I wasn't one of the people, by the way, upset with having some weather updates cutting into my golf coverage because I long uh, figured out I can just go and watch it on the app if I've realized that I'm in uh, safety here and I can go and click on the NBC Sports app and not have that. So all good on uh, th- that front. Yeah, not and not a bad payday either for DJ, huh? I mean, I'd say that oh, he had man. a pretty good son, a pretty good Monday Labor Day <laughs> yeah. for working. Fifteen mil for just uh, winning that FedEx Cup. What is with that dude? He is so good all the time, and I guess I'm I'm pulling a little Brooks Kepka here when I say he's just got the one major. You know, he's just got the one, but he's won like thirty some other PJ Tour events. DJ uh, is one of the best. He's an absolute stud out there. So, Maddie, I know your football weekend. Goes all the way back to Friday, and then we got to sit back here, and I don't know how this was to a man and to a woman in our area emotionally watching some college football, watching that BYU-Navy game. I know that just sort of brought back some memories of the Ohio State-Virginia Tech content, uh, contest, because that too was a Labor Day night. BYU looking like some of their teams from the 80s, or, or Navy was just looking that bad, how uh, ill-prepared they were, but... Just a weird thing watching football unfold and here we were supposed to be you know starting our football season and we're supposed to be getting ready for the Oregon Ducks this week and mm. we just have to learn to swallow the pill once again. Yeah, and as the time evaporates on a, a, a perspective October start for Ohio State it it was not easy for me, and, and I, there weren't great games. I get that. Um, you know, Saturday there were a couple here and there that you check out. Nothing, nothing really drove my interest. But then I did. I did pretty much last night. Reserve that for okay. Let's see how this looks. Well, there was nobody there, and, and Navy didn't show up either. And <laughs> it was just a BYU route. And Tim, a lot has been talked today about how Navy made it well known they did not go full scrimmage until last night and it looked like it and uh but BYU looked very impressive so we'll see where that middle ground is maybe a little bit of both but yeah it's um and it's going to be a real uh, alarming wake up call I think for a lot of us that maybe it didn't bother you as much last week but the week ahead there are some 
there's some pretty big names playing, and um, unfortunately, we're not there yet. And I don't know. Austin Ward all over it here in the last few minutes. Sure. More, more Twitter breaking news, somewhat breaking news, but uh, at least from Austin's sources. So um, it's, it's, it's just frustrating. Yeah, it is, Matt. And uh, just to let you guys know, uh, we will have some fun coming up in this hour. Paul Keels, one of everyone's favorites, the voice of the Buckeyes. We haven't talked to him in a good few weeks here on the show, and we want to get him, we want to get his voice on here more often, especially now since you're not hearing him in those, uh, those normal time slots where you're supposed to be getting a good heavy dose of Paul Keels and Jim Lachey and you, Maddie, roaming the sidelines. I, I want to get, and one of the things I want to do is pick Paul's brain about, you know, is he is he feeling worse about things? Like, I mean, it's it's the busy season for you guys, and you kind of lose your personal lives. But the dream and the passion is to do this, is to be around these clubs and to call games that you love. So it's a bit of a catch twenty two. Yeah, your personal life goes away for a while, but you you live for this stuff. It's college football, baby. And wh- how's he getting through this? How are you getting through this? I know you got the high school football coverage that we talked about on Friday, but week to week, you're normally looking forward to things and getting ready for different Big Ten foes and the big trip to Oregon and. Now you're here with me most most weeknights, which I appreciate, by the way. Well, and I appreciate you, Tim, and 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 the opportunity to to co-host here with you. But it's it's a it's hard to explain the, the season. What I've noticed this would have been my fifth year doing Buckeye football with the guys. But what I've noticed is just the exhilarating pace to the week with a lot of pride from our crew as we build towards the weekend. And then, you know, there's usually a moment on Friday night to catch a breath before the big day on Saturday. And I miss it. You know, of course I miss it. Uh, now, we would have been heading out to Eugene uh, in, a, in a normal schedule week. We'd have had the opener with Bowling Green. You know, there'd probably be roundtable tonight because of the Labor Day holiday uh, yesterday. Uh, but I think, you know, that there's some, some positive stuff coming in that regard. And, and, and then obviously the coaches show the coaches press conferences. Well, we know the, the press conferences were not going to probably happen in person, a lot of zooms, but, and, and who knows what will happen going forward. But it, it's something that, you, you know, it's a, it's a rush. It really is a rush because there are a lot of important parts to the week that people don't see behind the scenes. And, Frankly, a lot of that is is kind of our our, our leader Skip Mossick, who who coordinates yeah. it all, the coordinating producer, and you know from doing network stuff, it's 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 a lot of working together with a lot of different folks, and it's it's uh, it's something that's void right now for sure. Yeah, it's that that's a good peek behind the curtain, Matt. It's and, and Skip Mossick's job. I don't think the public really appreciates how many irons he has in the fire oh. at all times. It's pretty amazing. It really is. I'll just tell you that for a guy that you, you get to hear, you know, if you're a little bit older, you heard him back in the day, and nowadays you got to be a huge, you know, golf nut or really be dialed into every single network game. I I, I feel like I'm most people are hardcore listeners. They they know and love Skip, but they might not have an idea of what goes on behind the scenes with him. And it's oh. he's as organized as it comes. Like with how he handles, you know, the affiliate relationships with his Ohio News Network stuff. It's just crazy. Yeah. And you're right, just getting to be a me and Beam getting to be a part of that this past year with post games moving to network. It's uh 
it's a big operation. You you mentioned that it's a lot of moving parts and a lot of communication. I remember doing a show with you when uh, you ran up from doing your sideline and uh, got to the booth, and I was back here at the studio, and we ran that together from separate locations and just getting all the reads and everything, uh, all the elements played. It was a wild thing. I miss it though. I miss the mayhem. And. You know, the show that I honestly might miss more than anything, the Ohio College Football Today. You know, we, that always leads into our network coverage here on The Fan. But Skips, when he goes around the state with all the different leagues. Yep, I mean, that, always has Tim May award, on that show, right? award-winning show. It's a great show. Um, anyway, hopefully some of this is coming. But, man, I tell you, I think today I'm back on the train of I'm not sure what we're going to see until November, which I hate to say. Yeah, it's it stinks, right? I mean, we we really did have a little bit of optimism there. I think when we started to realize that high school football in many different states was going to be a go and it got back to action there in late August, you started to realize how here in the state of Ohio, the green lights were were popping up and you've got your two pro football teams, the NFL is getting ready to go. We've got that to fall back on, and we do have a, we're going to talk about them tonight, we've got a lot of Ohio State Buckeyes, which is usual, but I think the number we've hit for players on the final of 53s is just a a ridiculously impressive number, so we'll be paying attention to those guys, and maybe we'll love on fantasy football this year a little bit more than we have in the past for us hardcore college football fans, but I'm with you, the optimism is faded, um, you mentioned Austin Ward's Twitter account right there for keeping tabs on things. And I, I know everyone's got their preferences of reporters and people that they follow and trust. There cannot be a more trusted guy to follow just in keeping you up to speed. The general Bobby Carpenter, he's, uh, he is out there. He gathers so much stuff. He's clearly got some people. He's in the know and talking to folks and he puts some great opinion out there with it as well. And uh, his relationship with the Pat McAfee show right now is becoming uh, quite humorous. And he's out there fighting the good fight. So, you know, Bobby, but Austin, like you said, don't follow like all of these, you know, boat accounts that just throw out, you know, line after line after line trying to see what sticks. And they keep kicking the can down the curb. Austin's uh, tweets that you just mentioned from the last hour, they seem to line up with what Dan Patrick said earlier uh, in the day on his program, don't they? Where he said yeah. that basically one of the issues for starting here in October is that half the conference is not on board. And he, he mentioned both the Michigan schools. He mentioned, uh, what, the state of Illinois, Illinois and Northwestern. And he mentioned Maryland and Rutgers, too, which we'd say, hey, fine, if it was just those two. But the other four, you're kind of now you're approaching half of the conference right here. And I know some of us would still be up for it at any football better than no football. Maybe we can build the rest of the schedule somehow. But Austin also said that uh, there was optimism around the league that uh, the key testing piece would solve the biggest problems and allow the Big Ten to start some play in October. But now, multiple sources describing the league as split and the momentum appears to have halted. He mentioned that the Big Ten and the White House talks are ongoing, but there's still just no progress yet, Matt, for a fall season. And Tim, I think we've said it multiple times each week that we've done this show, as we neared this point... And we thought we'd get more of an idea of what it would look like with other leagues. Here we are, game week for a lot of schools, and there's football to be played. There's planned football to be played. There's planned football to be played at the high school level. 
I know that there are middle schools and junior high teams playing. We've got colleges playing. We've got the pro season starting Thursday. And the most baffling thing continues for me to be, why is there not an effort? Why are we not trying to go forward with something in this league? But as we have heard from, I think Dan Patrick has been very on this, honestly, from the beginning. You wondered about it, but it appears he's much on it. Austin's reporting basically the same thing. They just don't have the numbers to do it. There are schools that don't have an interest in doing it, presumably the presidents for whatever reason. And again, why? That's the most frustrating thing. Why is there not an effort from the Big Ten, from the Pac 12? I know we've heard their why, but like everybody else seems to be making it working right now. In. Trust me when I say this, this is not me getting political. (laughs) Preface it with that. But it is funny, right, how in a democracy you talk about things like that. It seems to be that the few are holding the majority hostage. Don't you agree? It's just it's coming down to a few people who are in these key positions of power that don't really care to listen what the majority thinks about whether this is cool to proceed with. We've got a good chunk of college football already doing it, and we've got really, really loud voices here in the Midwest saying we understand what the risk is. We understand that we're still here in the pandemic, but we think that we can proceed with caution. The access to some of these rapid daily tests is here. We've already heard it with the Pac-12 partnering up with someone. I need to see that the Big Ten is doing the same thing, whether it's to Quidel, whatever the corporation is called that the Pac-12 is buddying up with, or somebody else, because it seems to be getting out there. And I don't know if you're doing a good enough job to try to get access to this stuff. It's just, can we put it to a real actual vote and see who's for this and who's against this? Or is it just going to be up to 14 people and uh, and that's it? I, I just don't know, man. And fuzzy transparency at that. Very, very fuzzy. By the way, has have we heard from the commissioner in the last two months? Oh, no, no. And look, I know it's not just, for, even in this situation, it's not just 14 people, but you get the point. It's it's the people in the power positions that seem to be holding all the cards right here and the guys that want to go out and do it. It's been the problem from the beginning, and it's why I think the whole system is going to shift at some point when this is all said and done as we move forward in the next five years in collegiate sports. We will see. Uh, Maddie. this will be a fun hour. Uh, we got the full two-hour show, but 6.33, a couple segments from now, Paul Keels, the big daddy, the voice of the Buckeyes, he's going to hook up. Uh, he's going to just pipe in on the box that he does his updates on all afternoon, so it'll sound nice and crystal clear. But coming up next... We got a Buckeye to talk about who says he thought he'd be on the move. Instead, some security came his way. We'll discuss that next. It's the Buckeye Show on the fan. Sports, conversation, and sometimes pure stupidity. Awesome, funny, random. Your home of the Buckeyes, the fan. Ohio's sports destination. When the power goes out, AEP Ohio is there on the job through rain, snow, heat, fixing the problem wherever we're needed. Every day, we are working to keep homes, businesses connected. AEP Ohio is testing equipment, replacing thousands of electrical poles, expanding our energy grid. And no matter what happens, we are prepared around the clock to keep the lights on. With the hardworking people AEP Ohio has on the line, the energy to serve our community is boundless. You gotta come see the new Big Lots. 
We're going big with a great new look in the store and lots of great deals on everything for your home. Quality brands like Broyhill Furniture, favorites like Doritos and Swiffer, even housewares and home decor too. Big names, low prices, and big buyouts that'll blow your mind. There are always big surprises in store. So come check out the new Big Lots. Live big, save lots. These are strange days. For 123 years, Byers Auto has been serving Central Ohio. We've seen wars, recessions, depressions, and more than one pandemic. During this time of uncertainty, our website is always open. Please visit us there to schedule an appointment for your automotive needs. We ask you to do this for your safety and ours. Our world has seen strange days before, and we'll pass this test too. Stay strong and be kind. The team at Atlas Butler wants to make something clear. We're always open. That's right, we have service technicians scheduled day and night, Saturdays and Sundays, and even holidays. Whether you call us at 10 a.m. or 10 p.m., we're ready. And since we're always open, you never pay any overtime charges. Call today, get it fixed today. That's our pledge to you. Everybody knows that Roosters is a fun, casual joint with their award-winning waitstaff, great food, fun, and laughter. It's a quick stop on the way home to sit back and unwind. It's a front-row seat to the big game. Roosters is where you, your family, and friends can order pizzas, sandwiches, salads, and more. And the home of award-winning wings that are fresh, never frozen, and so big, you won't believe it. It's your family's other dinner table. Roosters, a fun, casual joint and proud sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. Have you or a loved one been injured in a car accident? The Stuckey Firm understands these tragic events are never planned. With thousands of dollars in medical bills and expenses, let the Stuckey Firm get you the money you deserve. Attorney Nathan Stuckey has recovered millions of dollars for his clients. Recognized by super lawyers as one of the top attorneys in Ohio, Nathan Stuckey will fight for you and your family at every turn. The Stuckey Firm. Experience you need. Results you deserve. For a free consultation, call 937-346-8000 or visit thestuckeyfirm.com. We have a new live and local morning show, and we needed three big dudes to carry the load. Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, and Anthony Schlegel host Morning Juice. I like watching dudes. Weekdays starting at 6. The Fan. College radio done by professionals. This is the Buckeye Show. Thank you guys so much for being here on the flip side of a nice long holiday weekend. I'm Timmy Hall. We got Maddie Andrews here tonight. Our producer, Triple H, pushing all the uh, buttons and controlling the dials for this evening. So, Maddie, I, uh, I should have mentioned I should have mentioned this story in the first segment. Uh, my apologies, but there was another thing to uh, inform everybody about if you were if you missed this from earlier. This came right around after lunchtime from ESPN from Adam Rittenberg, and it it said the politicians from six states asked the Big Ten officials to reconsider the postponed football season. Now I know, uh, and, and look, I'm I'm telling you this because any kind of pressure, whether it comes from state leaders, politicians, or otherwise, if it's not working, when it's just players, when it's just parents. Any uh, anybody that's going to write something or urge, I don't know if we can force the Big Ten to do anything, but the louder the noise gets, the closer you're going to get to action. 
And uh, Lee Chatfield, he's the Speaker of Michigan's House of Representatives. He's the one that wrote the letter, and it was signed, Matt, by nine other Senate and House leaders from states like Iowa, Minnesota, Ohio, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. Uh, basically said, recent actions taken by other conferences across the country to start football have placed the Big Ten, its members, and students at a disadvantage. It talked about how uh, the athletes are losing a vital part of their student life. They're becoming less marketable to future employers. And additionally, the local universities will stand to lose hundreds of millions that could support vital student scholarships. So that was sent out today, Matt. Yeah, and a little political pressure, I'm sure, won't hurt the efforts to try to get this thing going sooner rather than later. Just as we saw, probably nothing would have changed had the Nebraska students not gone ahead with that lawsuit. So we'll see where this goes. But uh, as you mentioned, Iowa, Minnesota, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, uh, and the state of Michigan uh, on on Chatfield's letter or signing the letter, um, nine other Senate and House leaders. So this, who knows? Will it have an effect that we want it to? Will it have any effect? Uh, but it certainly is is uh, becoming more and more political um as we're seeing evidence here than you know than we've we've had I think at any point in this whole thing. You know, Matt, and we've taken something that totally did not have to be political at all. No. And that's all we're talking about. And you know, I don't even look at this story here today as being political. It's just the fact that their jobs are politicians. You're I don't know like how you know, this this group of people, I don't know what kind of elections these nine people that signed are uh, are going into. I don't know if they're all up in November as well, like for the presidential election. You clearly can see the sides to it when Trump gets involved and you're just yelling at the left and the, yelling at the right and all this and that. But we, we have chosen here to give opportunities for politics to come into the fray when... It never had to be this way in the beginning. We're just talking about something regular, like a regular part of life, college football happening in the fall, and here we are. And then 17 minutes ago, we get a tweet from Ohio State football with our quarterback with his arm cocked, ready to throw a pass back at practice, and it just rips your heart apart. <laughs> it just crushes you. But it's good to see that, uh, that Justin Fields and the boys are still working despite maybe some roadblocks here boy you know what and it's it's sad and we know justin and a lot of these other ohio state players it's kind of a i feel like it's kind of a mixed bag with ohio state fans how many keep really close tabs on your nfl buckeyes and that's and that's fine. You know, some people you live and die with the Buckeyes. You'll always remember them, but maybe you're not as big of an NFL fan as you are college football. I know me, I got room in my heart for both. They play on different days of the week for a reason. I can watch all day on Saturday. I can watch all day on Sunday. The thing that I try to do is I, I try to get like the first few comments out of the wife when the day is running long on Sunday. And then I get to remind her what I do for a living and I get to pull that card. It's always fun to pull that card, Matt, where it's, well, you know, I just, there's some Ohio State guys playing in this game and I kind of got to be ready to break it down on Monday because some people care about that. And it's, okay, okay. That's, uh, that's where it, <laughs> that's where it is for well, me. So I know I've accomplished something. And your team, the Washington football team. Yeah. I mean, there's four really good ones on there. In fact, uh, Washington and Cincinnati have 
the most Buckeyes of anybody suiting up for that? their NFL teams. I love it. Right. The Bengals I mean, are my squad. I know. You and, yeah. you and I, we've got the Washington and Cincinnati Buckeyes. The, the moniker, the New Orleans Buckeyes, is dead right now. Uh, Eleven Warriors had a great like full uh, list uh, from a couple of days ago. A few days ago when the final 53-man roster came down on NFL Cutdown Day, uh, Dan Hope put it together. You should check it out. Yeah, Cincinnati with Vaughn, Sam, Michael Jordan, and Billy Price. And Washington with Marcus Ball getting in there. And there's a shot there because they don't have any tight ends to speak of. They're thinking of Logan Thomas, a transformed quarterback from earlier in the decade back at Virginia Tech. you got Dwayne, Terry McLaurin, and Chase Young. And for a second, the Saints were going to have their entire defensive backfield as Buckeyes. And they still have some. they got Marshawn and Malcolm Jenkins and Michael Thomas. So there's three really, really good ones there. But, yeah, the most being with Cincy and Washington – and the Saints with three, uh, the Lions, Colts, Raiders with three, uh, and then a bunch of teams with two. And the only ones without Buckeyes are the Cards, Bills, Chiefs, Jets, Buccaneers, and Titans. But the, the, the Steelers Titans don't count. Yeah, the Titans the t- don't count. They have, they have the coach. Grable's the head coach. Yeah, that the coach. counts. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally agree. Yeah. And uh, because, I t- because I teased it, we're going to get to Paul Keels. How about old 97 and Cam Hayward for the Pittsburgh Steelers? He's the one still in Pittsburgh. Cam was saying that he was ready to get his farewell tour going with the Steelers. How contract talks broke off last week, thought it was dead. Now he's happy to have a new contract with the team in the city where he was born. Of course, his dad was a great player at Pitt. And he was more of a journeyman in the NFL. And so tragic how how young Ironhead was when he passed. I believe you know Cam would have been early in his college years, maybe just getting started at Ohio State when that happened. He was Cam was such a dominant player here. And he gets to stay. All people believe that this means he can end his career in Pittsburgh. And I read somewhere at, uh, I think I read this on one of the uh, radio station websites in Pittsburgh, that this might be the highest annual salary now for a defensive player 30 or older in league history. WPXI had that. That's crazy. Let me read you, since we are the Buckeye Show, let me read you the list of bowl games, four of them, that Cam Hayward was involved in at Ohio State with the opponents. All the good national ones. championship game against LSU his freshman year. As a sophomore against Texas in the Fiesta Bowl in 09. Yep. The 2010 Rose Bowl against Oregon. The Buckeyes And then Arkansas, win. and then the Sugar. And then Sugar Bowl, Arkansas his senior year. That is, that's the gauntlet, essentially, of those BCS games. And look at some of the opponents the Buckeyes faced those four years. What a career he had here. What a career he continues to have in the pros. A Pittsburgh Steeler. Look, as an AFC North Bengals fan, it pains me, but you got to love what that guy's doing. I feel like he's underappreciated. I don't know why. Like, yeah. I know he's, he's been to Pro Bowls. He's been a two-time first-team All-Pro, and he just was last year, which is the impressive thing in 2019, but... I still, I don't know, maybe it's because he plays for the Steelers and we got a lot of Cincy fans. And I know we got some Steeler fans, but it's more Cincy and Browns fans who love to do nothing more than hate the Pittsburgh Steelers. But he has just been carrying the torch for the Buckeyes and being a steady guy in the NFL. Not a steady guy, a dominant guy in the NFL his entire career. And that's why he gets this kind of money. And that's amazing. So we'll take a quick one here. And I can't wait to do this. Paul Keels, the voice of the Buckeyes. He's going to hop in here. We'll have a fun chat next. It's the Buckeye Show on the fan. 
This is Ohio State football coach Ryan Day on your home for Buckeye football, the fan. The fan. Ohio sports destination. This is Katie Smith. We are facing an extraordinary challenge, prescription drug misuse among people of all ages. For over a decade, Cardinal Health, a sponsor of Ohio State Athletics, has supported the Ohio State College of Pharmacy's Generation Rx, an engaging program to teach people of all ages about using medications safely. When Buckeye Nation engages around a great cause, we can do anything, and you can be part of the solution. Remember, never share your medications and always dispose of them properly. Learn more at GenerationRx.org. I'm Todd Graves of Raising Cane's. We've always operated with the highest standards of food safety, cleanliness, and health. And recently, we've taken even greater measures. This is very personal to me. I know how important it is to have a trusted, safe, and clean place to feed you and your loved ones. Raising Cane's is open and here to serve you our quality chicken finger meals and drinks through our drive-thrus. Go to RaisingCane's.com for details or call your local Cane's. One love. Is a state of mind. You are listening to the Buckeye Show. All right, we're gonna spice things up right now. We're about to have some more fun. I'm Timmy Hall. We got Maddie Andrews tonight, and joining us on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline, the Big Daddy Paul Keels, the world famous voice of the Ohio State Buckeyes. And we had some good news today. Uh, come Monday, I'll get to a switch roles. I'll reverse roles with Paul and take the update shift, and he will he will man the Buckeye Roundtable Network show that's coming back. So even though we've got uncertainty, we're going to get some of the Buckeye programming that we love back, and the Ryan Day show will then follow next Thursday. So uh, that's awesome. That's very cool. Paul, good to be with you, man. How we doing? Doing good. How are you guys doing this evening? All right. Doing all right. Yeah, you know, I was I was Good, talking, glad to hear it. I was talking to your broadcast partner Matt earlier in the show just about the emotion of all of it with watching college football come back and I don't know, man, you're getting tired of just doing these update shifts all week. It's I got to imagine you're you're missing having the personal life uh, thrown upside down and getting back to calling some college football games. Well, not really. It's certainly this is the time of year when we're used to putting so much effort into football and our pregame shows and game preparation and things like that. Um, You know, the reality, Tim, probably isn't going to sit in, and Matt will probably agree when the other major conferences start playing and you start watching some of those games. Uh, You know, watched a little bit of uh, BYU and Navy last night uh, up until that got to be as lopsided as it was, but hasn't really set in yet. You know, normally we don't have a a Labor Day weekend, a three-day holiday weekend. It's usually a one-day weekend with a Sunday off and, you know, coaches stuff and everything to go on on Monday. So the, the reality that it isn't here yet, however... You know, we went through all of it with the postponement or the cancellation of the Big Ten tournament, no NCAA tournament. So, you know, having those things that we're accustomed to doing, and, and Matt knows about it with baseball having been wiped out, uh, sure. we've already had to adjust to those kind of things. Paul, us guys that, that walk around the station and back when we used to be in the station and we had our desks or offices there, we would see you during football season, uh, whatever your terminology form, your sheets, your charts, your boards for getting ready for the game coverage. Could you explain to the listeners, when you got a big game coming up like an Oregon game, how early on do you start getting prepped, and when are you finalized with your preparation for a game like that? Well, it it really doesn't change regardless of who the opponent is, Tim. The only difference sometimes is if it's an opponent – 
say in week one that you aren't familiar with and there's no video of a previous game to watch uh but you know we put just as much effort into uh, a game against another non-conference opponent whether this year it would have been a bowling green or a buffalo as we would oregon certainly there's a lot more uh, trappings that go around a premier non-conference matchup like that but usually it all starts um you know if not sunday evening early monday morning uh trying to you know record the upcoming opponent's previous game uh sometimes even by Friday. Friday, putting together a little bit of the start of a game chart uh, with the the little labels you put on the the sheet that I work out of, and you know Matt's seen what it's like, you've seen what it's like, Tim, and just to get a little head start on names and numbers, but not so much that it confuses you from the the opponent of that coming week, and then through the course of uh, you know from say starting Sunday night, sometimes uh, all the way through Monday to Friday to Saturday morning, it's uh, you know updating stats, going through bios, trying to find some significant information uh, that. Maybe you get to use, maybe you don't get to use, look for some trends, things like that. And, and the thing that uh, it really attempt to do, if able to video the upcoming game of the upcoming opponent or the previous game of the upcoming opponent, watch that generally on an average of three times with the prepared chart in front of me, just for recognition of names and numbers, especially running backs, receivers on offense, defensively for uh, defensive backs who are the guys and linebackers that usually get to the ball the fastest. And get familiar with the substitution patterns, too, with extra receivers, who's a nickel back, and things like that. Paul, wondering if you talk to many of your fellow cohorts and broadcasters from around the league uh, during this the last few weeks and kind of the uncertainty of when things might get going, and if you have, uh, and you don't have to specifically name who, but thoughts that some of them might have about what is going on right now and what they anticipate going forward. Well, you know who the who's are, Matt. And, you know, Gary Dolphin at Iowa, Matt LaPay at Wisconsin have talked with Don Fisher at Indiana. Those are the three that have talked with the most, and we're uh, actually trying to put together a little informal gathering that I might be able to uh, tell you a little more about later. Some of it I may not be able to tell you about. Uh, decorum might prohibit some of that. But, um, you know, all of them really are just kind of in the same boat. It's, um, you know, and I talked with uh, Don Fisher from Indiana, and he was anticipating there's going to be some weekly coaches shows that they'll do with Tom. Allen, some things to kind of you know fulfill hopefully what are obligations for sponsors and programming thing and and a lot of folks just kind of sitting and waiting and seeing you know is this going to be something that will start sooner rather than later you know a lot of us the concerns are we going to look at a football and a basketball season running concurrently what are some of the restrictions and the obligations i think everybody's kind of anticipating that uh, much like you're seeing in the professional sports that uh, those of us who do what we do probably will not be able to do road games from locations we may have to do them remotely most likely we'll have to do them all remotely um and, and just adapt to whatever challenges are thrown out there i know that last week you know unfortunately the acc announced for their radio broadcast partners they are not allowing uh, guys to work on the sideline like you do matt uh, but i think that's something that everybody kind of expected with those that are playing this fall so but everybody's just kind of in that same wait and see mode it was you know dating all the way back to march with uh, you know the the kind of speechless stoppage we had when the big 10 tournament was holded I'll follow up with a little bit of a radio geekdom question to those folks that may be listening, <laughs> wondering what what it could be like to call a game off a monitor. Have you ever done it, Paul? And if, no. if so, what what is it like for you? Never have done it. Never. Um, the closest that 
would have ever happened at time and i can't even say that because matt you're familiar with some of the the spots that we go to for bowl games were put in uh, not very desirable locations and you still even really try not to rely on a monitor uh but you know i gotta say listening to the blue jackets and and the job that bob mcgalligan did with yes. doing those games remotely from columbus while they were playing in toronto listening to some of what the reds have done uh you know and tommy thrall in his first season really doing an outstanding job and handling that way and baseball's probably it, one would guess matt and you might agree baseball might be the least difficult to do mm-hmm. for something like that football the, the concern is and it's something we don't know what kind of video feed are you going to get what kind of views are you going to get from the field are you going to get multiple views you know one of the things that that you know, I always look for, and others, uh, the substitutes at receivers and running backs when they're coming in off the sideline. Will that be something you'll be able to see? Uh, being able to identify the yard lines with a wide enough view off of a monitor. With basketball, who knows? Um, you know, again, looking for substitutes coming off the bench. Uh, ideally, you know, with a scoreboard bug that you see in the, the corners of your TV screen. If the score and the time will be updated properly, most likely it would be. But it's, it's an interesting conundrum because I've never done it man paul i'm sure this gives you i'm sure you already paid attention to the bearcats anyway with your connections down there but while we're on standby you can check out what luke fickle is doing with another exciting team this year well, Tim, that is that being my hometown and the university that I broadcast games for for close to 10 years before I came to Columbus, I always do pay attention, but uh, certainly there will be more of an opportunity to pay attention without the conflict of an Ohio State season. Maybe there'll be an opportunity to go attend a game in person, which would be great. But, you know, certainly I've always been a Bearcat fan, uh, even before the days that I broadcast their games. And, you know, big Luke Fickle fan. Uh, you know, everybody knows Luke Fickle, who he is, what he's done, what he's about. Uh, and and I still love to get the opportunity to tell people and talk about the amazing job that he did in 2011. And and let's here's something I love to throw out there. And Matt, you've heard me say this before. Uh, a lot of people always incorrectly but understandably refer to 2011 with Luke Fickle being the interim head coach at Ohio State. If you look in the Ohio State records, there's no interim. He was the head coach for 2011 and if not mistaken he was given a two-year contract to be the head coach when he was put in that position to replace jim trestle and not so certain that ohio state didn't continue to honor that even in 2012 when he went back to being defensive coordinator but uh, you know just with the job he's done i saw where marcus freeman his defensive coordinator got a contract extension today a former ohio state buckeye but That's right yeah it'll, it'll certainly be an exciting thing to have an opportunity because if if things go the way they are and if the big 10 and the pac-12 don't get anything going sooner rather than later and i believe cincinnati is preseason 20 or 21 something like that in the ap poll this would be a great opportunity if they play the way they have and the way they did last year for them to really make noise as a group of five school to you know maybe sniff at a college football playoff appearance Paul, we always appreciate catching up with you. We want to have you on uh, the Buckeye Show more. I will maybe, maybe the the one good thing for a guy like you with the shutdown here, the dissolution of the fan office basketball league. I'm sure has helped you get so much more work done and peace and quiet, and not being with some of us knuckleheads in the office. It it, it is considerably quieter down in the uh, spare bedroom, the lower level of my house. Uh, the, the only noise that gets made is uh, whether it's the dishwasher or the washing machine or 
my clumsy self dropping something on the floor. But, uh, hey, hey real- you know, you guys have fun doing that, and that, that's great for you guys. Real quick, what's, what's on your grill for dinner tonight? Uh, not on the grill tonight. Okay. Uh, just right. uh, was well, on I the check. stove with some fettuccine and some fettuccine and some sauce. But uh, uh, hoping maybe this weekend, because uh, this summer, one of the big uh, accomplishments was to start using a smoker for the first time. And yeah. so possibly this weekend, get the smoker ready, uh, maybe to do some Italian sausage, uh, maybe some pork chops. Um, earlier this summer, did a beef tri-tip that turned out fantastic. Have not worked up yet to the challenge of brisket. You know, that's for the veterans of that. So You'll need a ticket know, to get in like there. That. I don't know, but, You'll get it. Yeah, but no, the grill was idle tonight, Matt. All right. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, this, a lot of but guys. Thank you for been, asking, uh, though. Yes. <laughs> no, it sounds good. The meal sounds good. A lot of guys have been going the smoker route during the pandemic. You will uh, do well with that. Paul, we'll catch up soon. Thanks a lot, man. Fellas, have a good night. Thank yep, you, Big Daddy. N- no doubt about it. And Paul Keels, even though he's not really on the phone right there, uh, all of our guests join us on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems fan guest hotline or codec line or whatever, a tie line, brick line, whatever that actually is. So uh, it is a Monday, and we still do it. We still got things that are going on. little story from the trail on how you can all of a sudden be without your best friend. Details and some Buckeye recruiting notes as we go on the trail next. It's the Buckeye Show on the fan. The only workplace in America to participate in the doorknob fart game. And we also play office basketball and sometimes do radio. The fan, Ohio sports destination. Donato's Pizza is putting a whole new spin on spinach. Introducing Donato's new cauliflower spinach mozzarella pizza. Donato's delicious low-carb cauliflower crust topped edge-to-edge with baby spinach, fresh mozzarella, and savory plant-based sausage. Try Donato's new cauliflower spinach mozzarella pizza or create your own cauliflower crust pizza today. Donato's. Every piece is important. Now, the officials have been talking for quite some time. All righty, let's see what they have to say. Upon further review, there is no penalty on the play. However, we have conferred and discovered that Bob, the line judge, has saved a boatload for his kids' college using Ohio's 529 plan. It is tax-free, accepted nationwide. Bob recommends we all go to collegeadvantage.com. First down. Well, that's not entirely unexpected. <laughs> Classic Bob. Hey, Buckeye fans, AEP Energy is redefining the game with smart energy choices for your home or business. Take advantage of AEP Energy's renewable energy plans to protect the environment and protect your wallet from rising energy costs. Boundless choices, boundless commitment, boundless energy. Visit aepenergy.com slash OSU to get started. That's aepenergy.com slash OSU, the official electricity and natural gas sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. While an affiliate of AEP Ohio, AEP Energy is not soliciting on behalf of and is not an agent of the utility. Celebrity voice impersonation, not an endorsement. Why go to a single furniture store when you can go to Big Sandy Superstore? Shop and compare America's top five mattress brands plus Nectar and Purple. And choose from over 22,000 in-stock appliances from the top brands at the guaranteed lowest price. Or furnish the room of your dreams with a large selection of American-built furniture. With financing plans for just about anyone, there's nowhere else quite like it. Big Sandy Superstore. 
Common Man and T-Bone. I would like to believe that maybe some of the video he's referencing is Mr. 3000 or Rookie of the Year just for inspiration. Or no, Hideki Matsui's VHS porn collection. <laughs> Common Man and T-Bone. Sponsored by Hinderer Motorsports. We taste three to six on the fan. On the trail. The latest Buckeye recruiting news and updates. Timmy Hall and Maddie Andrews here with you on tonight's Buckeye show. Getting you all caught up with recruiting. And I liked this one from Zach Carpenter, Matty A, um, about Jalen Johnson and Devontae Smith. And there's kind of two sides to this. Alabama and Ohio State are going toe-to-toe right now for the 2021 recruiting crown. Remember back earlier in the spring and early summer, it was just all Ohio State. And, you know, Berm laid this out to us straight, too, the last time we had him on. Just because Alabama's coming up there right now and they might slide into the number one spot, it doesn't take away from how insanely good this Ohio State class is. This is still a tremendous success, a big, huge win. It's still awesome. It's just sort of bragging rights at this point. Now, the other side with the two players that I mentioned, Jalen Johnson and Devontae Smith, they are... They're basically best friends, and that was a tough deal for Johnson when he heard the news that Smith was gone from Zach Carpenter here. He said the day that Devontae Smith got an offer from Ohio State, Jalen Johnson was ecstatic. He knew that the offer meant it was just a matter of time before his best friend and LaSalle defensive backfield teammate joined him in the Buckeyes 2021 class. And then... You get down to it. Ultimately, Bama comes in and flips him. No judgment here. This happens in the world of recruiting. We have flipped dudes as well. Bama flipped a dude right there. There's dude flippers all over America. It's part of the game. But Johnson told 11 Warriors, at first it was hard. I I got over it. It's my best friend. I'm happy for him. I hope he goes down to Tuscaloosa, does his job, and gets to the NFL. That's the goal at the end of the day, no matter where you go. So these elite talents, they know what they're in this game for. If one guy saw a better pathway with what Nick Saban was offering, then best of luck to him. Hopefully we'll uh, meet up there in the college football playoffs someday, and we'll be on the right side of it. Hopefully someday, and who knows... uh well, what that someday will look like, especially if the Buckeyes opt to, if, not, not the Buckeyes, especially if the Big Ten opts to not, uh, not participate in this year's uh, race of the postseason. Some more on recruiting, uh, again, from Zach Carpenter. He, he lists a top ten uh, of, of verbals and recruits for the upcoming season and then also compares them to other current or former players. And he has Jack Sawyer, of course, from Pickerington uh, over in Pick North, uh, who is not playing his senior year for the Pick North team. But he's got him rated number eight. Comparison to Florida's Dante Fowler. Fowler, Ooh. an angular pass rusher who could stand up or put his hand in the dirt, was an elite pass rusher. Sawyer could do the same. Then you move down to the top ten to... Uh, Another Buckeye, well, another hopeful Buckeye commit. Ohio State and Alabama are going after this offensive lineman out of Bellevue, Washington, 6'4", 275. JT Tuimolau. I hope I said that right. I probably butchered it. I think it's Tuimolau. Tuimolau. I think it's Tuimolau. So five syllables. Yep. Yeah. All right. And JT uh, compared to Zach Pickens. 
uh, of South Carolina. I'll go recent with this one. Pickens a great athlete, but Ronald's a football player coming out and could play inside at end. So keep on uh, JT Tuemoa Loau or something close to that. We'll figure it out with the time he commits for uh for the number four spot and again he's out of east side catholic in bellevue washington the number one player on this list is Corey foreman and it looks like george is the leader for him a defensive end and guess what the comparison i'll give you no guesses tim because you've already seen it yeah you but can't the, give it to me because i read one it. the number one pick compared to chase young of Ohio State. Hard to do, but I'll throw it on Foreman because he's good enough to reach this level. Both are big, athletic, and can also overpower you. Thanks to Zach there, uh, Zach Carpenter, for that for those comparisons. And that's uh, a couple of, well, one Buckeye for sure to be, we hope, another, and then uh, a former Buckeye comparison as well. Well, I'd rather I'd rather not have to see another walking, talking Chase Young on an, an opposing defensive line. I know, I know. We usually have some horses. We always got some horses here on the offensive line with our tackles and guards that can handle some pass rush like that, and we can move away from it. But uh, that's that, that would not be good for us. And he is he's pretty much he's undecided right now, and I don't think he's coming uh, anywhere in, close to Big Ten country. When you talk about Corey Foreman, but Dante Fowler, going back to that one for Mr. Jack Sawyer. Hey, that that fits the bill. I like the college comparisons too. A lot of times when you see these lists, it just goes right to a guy in the pros. And although Dante Fowler is in the pros, this is a college specific list. They are showing the photos of the dudes in their college get ups, and Fowler was I mean, that that guy was a beast. He did so well at Florida. He was the number three overall pick in the NFL draft. So if Jack Sawyer gets into that mode, only way you can do better than that is two and one as an NFL draft pick. So that is good stuff. Uh, I I sure hope uh, JT Tuomo-Alau, the guy from the Upper Northwest, the other defensive end, he joins the class, and we can semi-seal that thing up. Uh, Emeka Ibuka, he would uh, be great as well. And uh, we can get that top spot. I, I don't care, ultimately, whether we get that or not. I think the class is already phenomenal, even having one guy plucked to the Crimson Tide. But uh, it would be great to get one or both of those two dudes to go forward. You can kill the music there, Hayden. That's good stuff. That is on the trail for this evening. I did, uh, Matty, I was just texting with Austin Ward. He heard uh, he heard us discussing uh, his story, his reporting about uh, the Big Ten return, the potential, I should say. We, we didn't hear that the Big Ten's returning, so don't drive into a ditch or drive off the road in excitement just yet. But he was texting me and saying, man, I, I can come on, I'm ready. I can jump on, I can talk about this. And I was like, oh, when I looked back at the phone, I was like, oh, crap, I will not and cannot tell the Big Daddy Paul Keels not to come on this evening. So Austin, very cool of him, will join the show at 7.19 this evening to give us all the latest in his reporting, what's happening with the story he just posted about the contact still going on with the White House and with the Big Ten. So that will be coming up in the 7 o'clock hour. Next, we will get you all caught up with the slow dip into the pool of college football that happened this past weekend. The College Football Pulse is next on the Buckeye Show on the fan. Insightful, respected, drunk. One of those things properly describes Bishop and Laurinaitis. Listen and decide for yourself. Weekdays from 9 to noon. The fan. These are strange days. 
For 123 years, Byers Auto has been serving Central Ohio. We've seen wars, recessions, depressions, and more than one pandemic. During this time of uncertainty, our website is always open. Please visit us there to schedule an appointment for your automotive needs. We ask you to do this for your safety and ours. Our world has seen strange days before, and we'll pass this test too. Stay strong and be kind. When the power goes out, AEP Ohio is there on the job through rain, snow, heat, fixing the problem wherever we're needed. Every day, we are working to keep homes, businesses connected. AEP Ohio is testing equipment, replacing thousands of electrical poles, expanding our energy grid. And no matter what happens, we are prepared around the clock to keep the lights on. With the hardworking people AEP Ohio has on the line, the energy to serve our community is boundless. Here's to the ones who put in the work. The no days off, rise and grind warriors who live by the oath of my body is my temple. And when their temple needs to rebuild after a long workout, athletes of all types choose low-fat chocolate milk. It's delicious and contains the right mix of protein and carbs to help refuel exhausted muscles. Chocolate milk turns motivation Monday into flex Friday. Crush your goals with the help of a real recovery drink. Try it for yourself. Built with chocolate milk is brought to you by the American Dairy Association Mideast, a proud sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. Everybody knows that Roosters is a fun, casual joint with their award-winning waitstaff, great food, fun, and laughter. It's a quick stop on the way home to sit back and unwind. It's a front-row seat to the big game. Roosters is where you, your family, and friends can order pizzas, sandwiches, salads, and more. And the home of award-winning wings that are fresh, never frozen, and so big, you won't believe it. It's your family's other dinner table. Roosters, a fun, casual joint and proud sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. It's time for the College Football Pulse on the Buckeye Show. Sponsored by Menards. Save big money at Menards. Yeah, it is that time. Hour number two of the Buckeye Show. I'm Timmy Hall. He's Matty Andrews. Uh, his Reds are going to get going at 8.15. Just a, a two-second divergent into baseball. The Indians and the Royals are all tied up at 3 in the bottom of the third, if you hadn't heard that score. I guess Tristan McKenzie is human. Uh, it looked like one mistake. I didn't see it. He gave up a three-run bomb. So that one's tied up at three. Big chance for the Indians, though, taking on the crappy Royals. We turn it to our guy, Triple H, for some college football pulse. How was the weekend, man? I enjoyed our uh, quick round of golf that we uh, scratched together last second on Sunday. I uh, hope everything's good back at the station. Yeah, thanks a lot for inviting me, York Club. Hey, thanks for the invite, boys. <laughs> Appreciate that. I yeah, had that one, man. Great. I'm so sorry. I only had one, and yeah. you got to see this dude swing a driver. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. You don't know. He's like Jake Ballard. You don't know where it's going, but this guy was hitting him 350 off the tee. A couple that he caught that he flushed. Well, crazy. I don't know how you mentioned me and not mentioned the national champion golfer we played with. Uh, from the 19, what was it, 79? Doug Al- yeah, our guy what Doug a, Allen what a beast, is a man. Uh, national championship Ohio State golfer who was in our crew. We paired up with uh, he and his lovely wife, Terry, who just recently retired from the Pickerington School System. Yep, out at our uh, with our buddies at York Golf Club. The course is insane. It's beautiful. And yeah, Hayden, we <laughs> lucked into one, right? With a, We just realized after about four holes that this dude was a stick, and then he drops, yeah, you know, I played a little college golf. <laughs> Ohio State National Championship. I beat Joey Sindelar, you know, once a long time ago. So uh, that dude was cool. Very cool. It all made sense. All right, guys, so with college football, I see that Southern Mississippi's Jay Hobson, the head coach, is resigning. 
it's just the first after the first game of the year and into his fifth season. I don't know if you guys saw that or not, and what were your thoughts on it? I did not see it, but I'm wondering: is this beyond job performance? You know, does this is this COVID related? Uh, is this and, and I'm not knowing his record uh, coming into this season? Just kind of looking that up here, but in, you know, they mentioned after 61 games. Hobson's time is out, so not shocked. I guess not shocked would be my answer. No, it's that's weird though. Yeah, I I find that strange. And Hayden, unless yeah, unless I'm missing something, I saw this story. Uh, this was out there. This made some headlines over the weekend when I was doing some some prep to start things up today. I saw this on CBSSports.com, and it's like you were alluding to, Maddie. This would. This would speak to what else have you done? What else have you been doing non-football related that might have embarrassed the university? Did you get into some kind of argument with a boss? Was there some player relationships that were deteriorating? Different things that I've seen, but it didn't. Unless I severely missed something, it did not go over any of that. It did say that... You know they lost the game to you know thirty two twenty one. We know that they were a thirteen and a half point favorite to beat South Alabama. But things you would imagine are going to be different when we talk about preparation. We saw how Navy, that's an eleven win team from last year, just get absolutely destroyed by BYU. And Ken Niamatololo, who is a coach that has a lot of respect, said that they didn't go live all training camp. So ill prepared teams, I think, is something we're going to see and. That's that's a shocker for Jay Hobson to be gone just one game into the season. But you look back at his recent records, and maybe that tells more of the story how he just wasn't doing much with Southern Miss football. They have not had any double-digit win seasons, so maybe that was just the straw that broke the camel's back right there. Yeah, I mean, he was 28 and I think 28 and 23 is what I said. So a winning record. Southern Mississippi wasn't great in years previous, so yeah, no, it is a little not a interesting. Power. But uh, moving on, guys, Mid- Navy midshipman defensive back Cameron Kinley after last night's game said it felt like a scrimmage, I guess you could say. And guys, I think they played like it was a scrimmage. But sure. just, you know, we'll real quickly get your thoughts on there. Did you guys watch the game? And uh, I was watching it. It felt like like a college lacrosse game. You know, like just it, that's what it <laughs> felt like. Like it was just quiet. Yeah, you no, know, not a lot going on. Um, right, yeah. it's only people that really appreciate the sport, like really hardcore fanatics. Like if you're a lacrosse dude, you pretty much create the excitement in your head. It's not coming from the stadiums, unless you unless you get down to the nitty gritty and you get into the tournament, and then fans do show up. And don't don't slouch on some of the East Coast hardcore lacrosse fans that can fill some stadiums. You start thinking about Syracuse and Johns Hopkins there in Maryland, the Terps. Even here at Ohio State, the lacrosse program is is doing some really, really nice things. We got it going on. But yeah, Maddie, how about how about you? That was just bizarre. And it wasn't the first glimpse we've got, but because it was BYU and Navy and Navy's got such a beautiful atmosphere for college football and to have the stadium empty. It was a bizarre feeling. It was odd. Herbie's there. There's nobody in the stands. I mean, you could hear from the, the shotgun mics on the sideline. Instead of the crowd noise, clearly, it's all the sideline banter. It was it was very unusual. And, you know, I turned it off in the second quarter because I just kept seeing BYU 
on their their stretch running game find a wide open gap and hole and not be right. tackled every time they touch the football. So, yeah, Cameron Kinley said it was like a scrimmage, as you said, Hayden. They played like it, uh, but it's, it's unfortunate that they look so poor because that that scene and that setting wasn't. It was Navy that was supposed to play Notre Dame this year there in Annapolis, if I'm not mistaken. But couldn't have been much worse than that, though. Wow. I don't. I'm I don't care if what. Notre Dame was in there, Bama or Clemson. Right. You got tagged fifty-five bad. to three. I don't think it mattered the bad. opponent. They just weren't ready. But uh, let me say this, boys. I hope that that doesn't change anything. I think it's cool that you don't have the faux noise. I think the chatter on the sideline. And Navy was trying to do it in the second half, even after they had busted you know, six big plays as a defense. When they would make a tackle and it was near the Navy sideline or their bench, they would get revved up. They would you know, try to pick up their, uh, their fellow... Their fellow midshipmen, their fellow cadet, and I'm sorry, that's the Army term. You know what I mean. I, j- I hope we don't go back to the fake noise. I can live with that. It's just It just was different because we've been watching the NBA with the fake noise. We've been watching the NHL with all that manufactured stuff. I, I like I, how unique this is, the time being. I can't stand the MLB fake noise. I think it is the worst. That is a game meant to be played with fan reaction, but there's nothing wrong with a little bit of silence and hearing the the, the barrel of the bat. Uh, but it's just too much. It's too much. And yeah, I'm with you. I liked hearing the sideline noise from from the respective teams. All right, guys. Lincoln, Lincoln. What am I trying to say here? Lincoln Riley says Oklahoma won't share coronavirus test results during the season. He cites that it is a competitive disadvantage. I I don't know. I mean, like, what kind of disadvantage would that play into the field? I understand maybe trying to protect the players, but this made a lot of people upset, you know, for varying reasons. But I, I don't know if you guys saw that and what your guys' thoughts were on those comments from Lincoln Riley. Yeah, because as they, as they also site Oklahoma has been one of the schools that has been publicizing test results and so is their football program into early July and he says I think we're to the point where we're playing games and obviously any active case or contact trace is going to have game repercussions so I just would like with an injury make the decision to not broadcast that I I think we need to share data on this, guys. I think to better understand what we're going up against, I think opponents deserve to know what they're walking into. This is a public health crisis. This has nothing to do with injuries. I can't say it again. There is zero. I want to I want to just drive it home. And I, every, not everyone, I guess, will agree. But to me, there is zero stigma on this virus. You get it. Nobody's looking at you funny if you walk into a room because you've had it. I mean, as long as you do the proper quarantine when you get it and check all the boxes, this can get anybody. Like, this is nothing that you're looking at somebody funny when they get And this is not asking specific names either. That's the other thing. What are you not getting, Lincoln? No one is asking for individuals' names. You're going to have to keep them out of the contests anyway. So sooner or later, they're going to find out. You just need to provide data of how many positives there have been so we know what we're up against. You don't have to broadcast the exact names in this situation. 
I'm a little bit on the other side here, guys. I understand, and perhaps those numbers will still be included. He just look. We've got we've got coaches that have complexes about what information gets out. We, we know this now that it's game week. I don't. I, I can absolutely see why why he's not doing it. I'm not saying I fully agree with it, but I can see why he's doing why he's doing what he's doing. I I mean, look, we don't even get a depth chart for Team Up North ever. So, so these guys are going to hide anything and everything they can to try to to try to win. And I know we're in a pandemic. I agree with that part of this. But I, you know, if that's the way he wants to handle it, so be him. It's game week. You know, they they have an obligation to win to do it with their players being healthy. And if they're not healthy, they're not going to tell you who's not going to play. It's an advantage for them. All right, guys. I saw this Pennsylvania native and the number one recruit in their state. Five-star Nolan Rucci, an offensive tackle, leaves Pennsylvania for Wisconsin. He's going to join the big offensive line that they are notorious for having. And guys, I think this just pushes the narrative that James Franklin and and Penn State as a whole has a tough time keeping their guys in Mm. state. So let me uh, let me tell you guys the uh, top ten players in Pennsylvania for 2021, the 24-7 sports composite list, all right? Nolan Rucci, you just said, Triple H. Number one, Kyle McCord, ours, second overall. Jeremiah Trotter Jr., that's a famous football name. That's a son of a, of a dude right there. Clemson, uh, three. Derek Davis Jr., 90% to Penn State, not even a whole hundred, hadn't even committed yet. That's number four. Five is Marvin Harrison Jr., us. Six is Elliot Donald, Pitt. Seven, Elijah Judy, Georgia. Is it that Judy? Is that the brother of the Alabama receiver? Spelled the same. Uh, Nakai Johnson, eight. Pitt. Donovan McMillan, nine. Florida. And Tysheem Johnson, ten. Either Ole Miss or Arizona State right now. That's a problem. That is. I know they've that got a couple. That one, was it? Not there's, one? There's not one. Not one Penn State guy right now in the top ten in your state for 2021 that's a problem for james franklin well and and to the point there tim you've got Pitt getting a couple of then everybody else is in on a couple including ohio state you've got to as john cooper said you got to build a fence around your state and recruit nationally and that is not happening within the state for penn state that is a big big problem and then to lose number one to an in-league opponent in wisconsin yikes they are drinking their milkshake right now. We <laughs> drink your milkshake. All right, Triple H, that's enough for the college football pulse. On the fly, special guest tonight, our man Austin Ward, our pal from Letterman Row, was listening to the program in the first hour. We are talking about some of his reporting, some of his tweets about what's happening in the Big Ten. He is with us next with the latest here on a Tuesday night. It's the Buckeye Show on the fan. Feel unappreciated. Things not working out the way you imagined. Bad news. Sometimes life sucks. Good news. We don't. The Fan, Ohio's sports destination. You gotta come see the new Big Lots. Gotta go big. We're going big with a great new look in the store and lots of great deals on everything for your home. Quality brands like Broyhill Furniture. Favorites like Doritos and Swiffer. Even housewares and home decor, too. Big names, low prices, and big buyouts that'll blow your mind. There are always big surprises in store. So come check out the new Big Lots. Live big, save lots. 
When you're not feeling well and want treatment as quickly as possible, you know to visit Ohio State for safe and convenient options. See a doctor or nurse on demand by calling Telehealth Immediate Care. For non-life-threatening illness or injury, call 614-293-3200 and our team will coordinate your visit over video or phone. This same-day care is available without ever leaving home for many conditions you might otherwise walk in for. Get our care at your place today. Come on over to Heartland and join our family. We're here to earn your business. We provide security. When life becomes uncertain, there's one thing understood. We're here for you at Heartland Bank, where banking feels good. Now, community banking is the lifeblood of small business. We take time out to understand your company, especially the owner's dreams. And our community bankers are experts at identifying risk, allowing us to help you execute your business plan. I'm Scott McComb, CEO. Come over to Heartland, where banking really feels good. Come on over to Heartland, where banking feels good. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. I'm Todd Graves of Raising Cane's. We've always operated with the highest standards of food safety, cleanliness, and health. And recently, we've taken even greater measures. This is very personal to me. I know how important it is to have a trusted, safe, and clean place to feed you and your loved ones. Raising Cane's is open and here to serve you our quality chicken finger meals and drinks through our drive throughs Go to RaisingCane's.com for details or call your local Cane's. One love. Now, the officials have been talking for quite some time. Alrighty, let's see what they have to say. Upon further review, there is no penalty on the play. However, we have conferred and discovered that Bob, the line judge, has saved a boatload for his kids' college using Ohio's 529 plan. It is tax-free, accepted nationwide. Bob recommends we all go to collegeadvantage.com. First down. Well, that's not entirely unexpected. <laughs> Classic Bob. Maybe you're at the point in your life where you've had enough conversation about the Buckeyes. If so, you're really going to hate this show. The 11 Warriors Radio Hour, Wednesday night at 8. Sponsored by Atlas Butler Plumbing Services. The Fan. If the colors Scarlet and Gray made a sound, that sound would be this. This is the Buckeye Show. All right, this is all of the sudden turning into one of the more jam-packed Buckeye shows we've had in a while. I'm Timmy Hall. Matty Andrews is over there in his Grandview pad. And we will hook back into the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems fan guest hotline. Our guy, Austin Ward, feet on the ground with this Big Ten story. Uh, He is joining us. Thank you so much for waiting, man. I'm sorry, I could not bump the Big Daddy when uh, you texted. (laughs) That just wasn't in the stars. Didn't have the stones to do that. You know what I mean? Hey, Tim, it's okay. You spoke it into existence. So if if I hear something like that, uh, I feel like I've got to be part of the show. I mean, you just say that every single night, and I'll jump in with you and Maddie, and we'll, I'll just become the third wheel out here. It sounds like a podcast, Bump the Big Daddy. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I would, Positive reviews. By the way, I would, never dream of, I would never dream of doing that. No, 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 no. no. Who, who would? I mean, that's just that's not something that's going to work out for you. I got to say, Austin, um, 
you seem to have the, one of the coolest jobs in the local media right now because you get to do this for Letterman Row, and then you get these like lunchtime video podcasts with former Buckeyes. Your Michael Bennett is joining you now. You got our guy Schlegs. You've got you know. Uh, and then you've sort of got a revolving door of these other famous Buckeye football players. Not bad, my man. Giving you some props. I appreciate that, and I can't I can't complain one bit about it. And uh, our partners have treated us really well, and these former Buckeyes have have liked what we're doing and the opportunity to come hang out with us. So, uh, you know, put in Jay Z, Justin Zwick, and Danny Wells, and Zach Bourne, and. Jake Stoneburner and I, Evan Spencer keep going. It's been awesome that they've wanted to uh, be part of this. And this last couple of months, obviously, has not been fun for any of us with you know the changes going on, and we couldn't even go out to any any roosters for a while with, with what's been going on with the pandemic and football being on hold and trying to find things to talk about. But um, this is, so this hasn't been what the year three of Letterman Row was supposed to look like. But it's still been awesome that people want to uh, be part of it with us. Well, tell Beanie I miss him a lot next time you see him. And Absolutely. Yep. tell me uh, what's going on uh, with your latest story, how we still have the talks going on with the White House, but we need to make sure we're getting somewhere with these talks, not just talking about like our Labor Day cookout. Like, Where are we getting with, yeah. with the progress? Uh, no real progress to speak of, and I think um, that's, that's the problem. Uh, and maybe... You know, they're moving on a different time frame as the White House. And, and you know, it's it's hard to say. Um, but one of the parts of this, that going back to last week, uh, you know, last Monday night, you know, the White House officials were reaching out to Kevin Warren to have that conversation. Uh, they had that on Tuesday. Um, they talked about the availability of the new, uh, you know, cheaper, faster, reliable uh, saliva-based tests. Uh, it was possible that they could get you know, a couple hundred thousand of these, which sounds like a lot, but it's also coming out of a supply of 150 million in the grand scheme of things. Uh, you know, there was some, you're always going to have some, you know, a reaction to that. It seems like it should be going to other people uh, maybe, but um, it was a small amount. So the Big Ten, uh, you know, followed up on that call. Uh, the White House was willing to offer that, and then they didn't hear anything for several days. And they thought, oh, you know, what's going to happen here, if anything? I'm told now that there have been at least two conversations with Kevin Warren. These have not been with President Trump. These have been with uh, people within the administration uh, sort of following up to see if there's other things that the Big Ten needs or wants uh, to get this thing going, if they're willing to, if they want to accept uh, a certain amount of these Abbott Laboratories tests. Um, but the, those two calls have not yielded anything uh, in terms of positive development towards accepting or moving forward or requesting anything. I'm not... So basically, the first call was described as really positive with Trump, and there's been no description whatsoever for what has come out of the last two, which is strange uh, to me. But, um, you know, hopefully at some point there's some momentum because uh, last week by Friday, there were a lot of people that thought October 10th was really going to happen. And um, a big part of it was supposed to be that these tests coming from the White House. Austin, is your belief that we're talking just about testing for football or for an entire fall or perhaps even beyond that and also what kind of number do you think needs to flip in order to make this thing go earlier rather than later yeah uh those are those are two uh, good questions i my understanding was that in the first conversation 
that was basically President Trump wanted to know what he could do to get Big Ten football played as early as possible. And one of the biggest hangups at that point, uh, and I, I still believe that, that that's, I mean, that's the case for for some of these schools was the number and availability of testing. And that was for football. And I think there was an anticipation from there that the Big Ten might, I don't even want to call it a counter. It's not, because it, it's not a true negotiation. You know, they're not trying to, to win it or anything like that. And it was not, it was the White House's willingness to, you know, come to the table and not the Big Ten asking for help. So I, I, it's, it's hard to frame it the exact right way, but I think there was an anticipation that the Big Ten would go from that call. Kevin Warren would talk to the presidents, um, talk to ADs, and then maybe they would come back and say, well, you know, this is actually what else we need, uh, X, Y, Z to get it going. And one of the things was my understanding was that they would ask for tests for all sports. Um, I still don't know, you know, how much more significantly that would have raised the ask, but I think that it would have probably been uh, within reason for what the White House was willing to do, at least because because there's also an anticipation that more of these are going to be available than the $150 million that the White House bought, that other companies will be able to duplicate it, manufacturing will ramp up, and that, you know, by the time uh, December or January rolls around, they'd be much more common, and it wouldn't be putting any dent of taking it from anywhere else that it might need to go. Um, you know, I, I don't know what specifically, if now that, that testing part should have been uh, addressable for these schools. Uh, I think that the number is two uh, schools that need to, to change to answer the second part and the more difficult one. I always try to, he- to hesitate with this because these presidents, I don't often deal with them, and I certainly don't deal with them uh, across other schools in the Big Ten, but my understanding is if, you, if there was a vote at this moment that the Big Ten is basically split down the middle, some moments you could say it's eight six, some say it's you know some seven to seven. No matter what, I think there is one big school. Um, it might be uh, north of here that <laughs> is the hangup. I I can't say that with any sort of. I've not written that or reported that. I know that other people have made that assessment, and I would say that I believe that that's that's accurate. Um, I think if that one were hypothetically to change, all the other dominoes. Uh, would fall in place, you might, you know, swoop in and get two out of one state and that gets you to nine. I'm not saying 100% that that's the situation, but if if you're asking me for my educated guess, I would say that it is seven to seven, but the one vote would actually basically change everything. Austin Ward, we really, we always appreciate, uh, you know, you joining the programs and just how you've stayed even keeled through your reporting, through everything with the Big Ten story. Guys, he's at A Ward Sports. If you want to know, like, you don't need to get overly excited about anything until Austin Ward <laughs> says something about it. Stop. Like, that's no, I'm serious. Yeah, I, I loved seeing you get into the boat guy this past weekend because I'm with you. I just, I, that crap just doesn't do anything for me. Like, oh, I'm ex- it gives me hope. No, like, this. Crap doesn't give me hope when you just throw stuff against the wall until something sticks. That's that's not what I call hope. I I want things to be real. And uh, there was something in the bottom of your story today. If people didn't see it, that uh, you know Governor Dewine said he had a conversation with Gene Smith, and he said that it was very much a possibility. Last thing, do do you think through everyone you've talked to and what you're hearing, we can play football before November at this hour? It's weird. It's weird and tough to answer that. Similar to what Maddie was asking, that 
you're, you're basically looking at a 50-50 proposition, but I don't think that, you know, the October outcome is necessarily a 50% chance of success. I think that getting those other, if it's one key vote or two, however you want to look at it, I think that that uh, is not a coin flip in the people that are holding out in their mind. So I think the two leading options are late November and Thanksgiving and potentially being on the same page as Pac-12, which I don't, which I wrote last week, I think is dumb. Uh, I think it would be a huge detriment to the Big Ten if that's the way they go to cast their lot with one other league and not uh, and risk potentially playing for the college football playoff, which which I think is also important important to mention that it's not just Ohio State. They have the best odds, but you know, Wisconsin and Penn State have some of the better teams that they've had in, uh, you know, Uh, and and, we'll, and giving that up, I think, would be a huge step back for the Big Ten from the credibility that they've built up, um, you know, for the last nine, ten years, last decade or so. So I think that January is not one of the options that will eventually be embraced by the Big Ten uh, of the three plans. I would, if I had to say what the favorite was right now, I would say it's November. Then, and that's not me talking because I think that that's. That's uh, silly. If you can play in November, that you should be able to play in October as well because you'd have to be practicing in late October uh, no matter what if that's the route you go. Um, but I think that there is a uh, an impasse. Um, something is going to have to give because you have to get to nine, and the one group that wants to play in October uh, could say we're not going to play any other time. And the same is true from going the other direction if it's five or six or seven teams in that boat. Somebody is going to have to give, and I don't know. I honestly don't know uh, how they're going to get there. What sort of compromise can be made? Uh, what development uh, the other side actually needs to get? Because really, you've, you've checked off all these boxes, and um, other leagues are playing. Uh, the NFL is about to start, and they're not going to be operating in a bubble. You can continue to learn from that. You'd still have multiple weeks of games before you're theoretically playing, um, and, and all of it's to me just hard for me to really. Uh, every day I wake up and just it seems crazier and crazier because if they had just delayed, you know, you'd be in this situation to get up and go right now, and we wouldn't be having to have this conversation about difficulties and trying to get nine towards October 10th. There still would have been the opportunity to pull the plug, but there's just a whole bunch of new headaches that they've created for themselves that every day is harder to understand how they came to be. Thank you so much for the information tonight, Austin. Uh, always appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me, guys. Always good to catch up with you. Yeah, have some wings. Have some wings for us next time you're out there, okay? <laughs> you got it. <laughs> yep. Take it easy. There he goes from Letterman Row on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Fan Guest Hotline. Yeah, Maddie, it's like you said. It's If it was a postponement, if you didn't crush it all, now you have to do a full restart. Basically, you took the engine out of the car. It's not just starting it up it's like winter time and it's completely frozen and it's like negative 15 degrees that's uh that's like the kind of engine we're trying to start right now and it's just very very difficult so uh coming up this was fun over the weekend this gets you thinking back to some good times uh with buckeye football i loved hearing uh, from an all-time level buckeye and he shared some thoughts about one of his biggest performances we'll share with you what was said on the anniversary of a pretty cool day that's next it's the buckeye show on the fan this year stinks 
Ooh. Here's something to make it better. We're live and local in the morning. Morning Juice with Beamer, Carpenter, and Schlegs. Weekdays starting at 6. The Fan. Celebrity voice impersonation, not an endorsement. Why go to a single furniture store when you can go to Big Sandy Superstore? Shop and compare America's top five mattress brands, plus Nectar and Purple. And choose from over 22,000 in-stock appliances from the top brands at the guaranteed lowest price. Or furnish the room of your dreams with a large selection of American-built furniture. With financing plans for just about anyone, there's nowhere else quite like it. Big Sandy Superstore. Have you or a loved one been injured in a car accident? The Stuckey Firm understands these tragic events are never planned. With thousands of dollars in medical bills and expenses, let the Stuckey Firm get you the money you deserve. Attorney Nathan Stuckey has recovered millions of dollars for his clients. Recognized by super lawyers as one of the top attorneys in Ohio, Nathan Stuckey will fight for you and your family at every turn. The Stuckey Firm. Experience you need. Results you deserve. For a free consultation, call 937-346-8000 or visit thestuckeyfirm.com. All Buckeyes all the time. You're welcome. This is the Buckeye Show on the fan. Nothing but the Buckeyes right here until 8 o'clock every single night that we're on. We did have some exciting things that we learned of today when we were talking to the great Paul Keels in the first hour. We found out that we are going to have Buckeye Roundtable, which as you guys remember that's the network show that is a combination of guys like skip Mossick, paul keels jim lachey coach coop has been on there usually a little bit of a rotating door with that fourth guest get some different voices different faces on the show that will return this coming monday from six to eight so i'll switch roles with paul for a night that'll be great and the following uh, so not this coming thursday but next thursday the Ryan Day Show will be back, so the network guys will be talking to him, too. And I don't know about you, but as things just meander through the fall, I'll be very curious. I'll be locked in to hear Coach Day's thoughts and how he's running this team and the conversations that he's had. I, it's just You feel, you feel kind of empty right now. It's great to get Austin Ward on in the last segment, Matt, and you, you heard him, a guy that's just covering every little nook and cranny of this story, and it's pretty much in his mind now that November, the Thanksgiving option, is looking like the one right now, and that's uh, we don't like that. <laughs> I don't think any of us like that idea. It's, oh, let's buddy up with the Pac-12 and just have a nice little faux season. What are we accomplishing if we do that, why then, but not now? But, Tim, they announced that there's going to be a second Rose Bowl, perhaps. You're, yeah, I, that's tongue-in-cheek by me. Um, obviously, it's a great bowl, but but th- this Buckeye team wants to play in the semifinal Rose Bowl uh, in the college football playoff. So it, it is a um, – I'm telling you, I feel like you're at recess and you've got the leverage on the teeter-totter one week, and the next week you're getting bounced off the teeter-totter. It is just uh, – it's 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 up and down, and you never really feel comfortable about any of it right now. No, you don't. So th- this did make me happy, though. Did you see the interview between uh, the Fox guys, Urban Meyer and Braxton Miller specifically on college on the college football Twitter account for Fox? I missed and it. And it was really, really cool. 
I I implore you. The one that was posted on Twitter was a good four four and a half minutes, and it it's got a lot of Braxton, and it, it kind of surprised me how in depth Braxton Miller went on one play, and it is an iconic play. I mean, we kind of dubbed it the Brax spin. And it was a Labor Day night. There was just, there was a lot. There was a lot going into this game, man. I mean, you're the national champs. You've got the quarterback situation where Braxton gets healthy. You get Cardale. You got JT Barrett, who's done so much that's becoming healthy. You got this three headed monster. You thought you're going to lose Cardale. He stays. He gets the gig. Braxton is cool enough, man enough, willing enough. Uh, he be willing to switch positions. And he hits you like that right out of the gates. I remember getting bets going with uh, my buddies who thought that Braxton was just going for 20 touchdowns just like that, especially after that Virginia Tech game. I took the under because I just thought with the offense that we had, it would be a stretch for him to have that many. So I won. But what a cool, cool night for Braxton Miller. And to hit him with one of his, his most iconic moves, even you know ranking up there with most of his quarterback juke moves. You remember, though, Tim, that was a very tough opener for the Buckeyes. They they were never really in command until they got that that touchdown from Miller later in the game. Um, yeah, it was the second half, and we opened it yeah, up. But but the and then the other part of that game going to Blacksburg after the year before in Columbus, being humiliated with that bare defense at home, uh, and and one of the and one of the losses of that season, the loss in that season, and and that team had revenge on their mind as they went there, and it was a great Labor Day evening, as you said. Uh, we'll never forget it, but that spin move he put on, man, that is one for the record books. You still see it in a lot of the highlight packages uh, involving Ohio State. The first thing when you click on it and you hear out of Braxton. Uh, who he's just he's chilling with him. He's outdoors somewhere, and uh, he hops on. And it's just it it's one of the neat things with this pandemic is seeing everybody's backgrounds wherever they are. You know whether they're in their home, whether you got like the uh, the super nice you know wooden mahogany shelving like Bobby Carpenter with his footballs and jerseys. Whether someone's out in their backyard or at the park on their phone, wherever they may be, to do one of these hits on a TV show. Uh, Braxton's outside somewhere, and he's saying uh, that that was the first time uh, I opened up and cried in front of a whole group of men like that. And I, I figure he's talking about after the game in the locker room, is where he didn't really specify, but I figure that's where he's going with that. He said, I didn't know what to expect. I was praying the whole week ahead of time, but to have the king of college coaching referring to Urban behind you, telling you how good a game you're going to have, I believed him. But and he said, you know, I got to go out and perform myself. And he talked about, you know, Going way outside to the Z gap, said he was supposed to, you know, shoot it through the C gap there, and he bounced it way outside. He said he saw the dudes coming on the outside, and he just quick trigger thought that I had to spin move here. You know, when you got the athleticism like Braxton Miller, you can make a lot of those knee jerk quick decisions, and it's just amazing how he can go into a move like that, how his knees don't buckle when he drives them into the turf that way, and how he can almost increase speed and he can break away post spin that's the most exceptional thing about him is the acceleration more so than the top end speed well and to that point who can forget the the play he had in the uh the game at Penn State yes, where he went it's those two for line. me 
backed up and then and then flipped it up. And and obviously it was not a ton of speed, but he created it on the late touchdown pass at home against Wisconsin to Devin Smith uh, in the end zone to, to win that one almost in a walk-off form. Um, but man, what an electric player. I, I don't know, Tim. I got to think probably in the last decade he would be – Top two or three in terms of my most electric Buckeyes. I think I'd have to put Curtis Samuel in that category as well. Um, but but Braxton, man, just everything about him was so smooth. Uh, electrifying, I think he's number one in the last 10 years. If we're just saying pure electricity, because he manned the offense for so long and put up so many touchdowns, and he was just, he was just the rushing phenom from the quarterback position. I think... He just, Urban Meyer loved him some Braxton Miller with what he wanted to do offensively and that QB run and the the danger that he could create for defenses all over the Big Ten and beyond. He had a great grab, like the touchdown grab was great. He had the one where he, it was underthrown, I want to believe, one of the long touchdown catches, kind of underthrown. He went to the turf and got his hands under it, made sure he secured the football. I do need to go and watch the whole Virginia Tech game or the whole right. highlights for that Labor Day game, but the five-year anniversary just being there and uh, Braxton Miller catching up with Urban and the guys with the Fox College football team, so that was great. So it was uh, maybe one of the uh, the best moments of his life, Braxton called it, that night uh, throwing that move out there. and it's, it's the juke dive, and it's the Brax spin from Virginia Tech. Those are absolutely the two plays for me. All right. Social media roundup coming at you next as we finish things up. Hashtag Buckeyes. You've got the Buckeyes show on the fan. Whatever you're doing right now, just know that Bo Bishop is enjoying a sip of bourbon. Even if this promo is playing in the morning, no judgment. Ah, oh, sweet morning drinking. The fan. This is Urban Meyer. We are facing an extraordinary challenge. Prescription drug misuse among people of all ages. For over a decade, Cardinal Health, a sponsor of Ohio State Athletics, has supported the Ohio State College of Pharmacy's Generation RX, an engaging program to teach people of all ages about using medication safely. When Buckeye Nation engages around a great cause, we can do anything, and you could be part of the solution. Remember, never share your medications and always dispose of them properly. Learn more at generationrx.org. These are strange days. For 123 years, Byers Auto has been serving Central Ohio. We've seen wars, recessions, depressions, and more than one pandemic. During this time of uncertainty, our website is always open. Please visit us there to schedule an appointment for your automotive needs. We ask you to do this for your safety and ours. Our world has seen strange days before, and we'll pass this test too. Stay strong and be kind. Ohio State Athletics, in partnership with American Electric Power, Donato's, Kroger, The Ohio State University Wexner Medical Center, and WBNS 10 TV, strives to inspire the community to make a positive impact on children and families in the great state of Ohio through our Buckeyes Care initiative. Show and share your support in the community by using the hashtag Buckeyes Care. Please join us in these efforts by visiting OhioStateBuckeyes.com slash Buckeyes Care, and always remember to pay it forward. When your furnace or air conditioner stops working, you can always rely on Atlas Butler to get it up and running the same day. So why not depend on Atlas Butler for all your plumbing needs? Our expert plumbers can take care of anything from a clogged drain to a broken water heater. We work on all brands of water heaters and plumbing equipment. One call does it all. Atlas Butler. 
Bishop and Laurinaitis. So I get my ladder up, my big extension ladder, and I go to climb up there. I'm trying to balance the chainsaw. Of course, I have no one else out there with me. Of course. Um, like he recommended. Bishop and Laurinaitis. Presented by Window Nation. Weekdays 9 to noon on The Fan. Social media can be a cesspool. Allow us to navigate the waters. Hashtag Buckeyes. Also got to tell you that we here at the Buckeye Show are sponsored by Moo Moo Express Car Wash, home of the Unlimited Wash Club, right here on The Fan, Ohio's sports destination. I'm Timmy Hall, and Maddie Andrews with me, your hosts this evening, with you every night, most nights, until 8 o'clock, like we keep saying. So hashtag Buckeyes. Maddie, uh, you were talking about some of the uh, tweets from the football side of things that you saw earlier, I was uh, I was seeing this uh, one from today, one from yesterday at Ohio State Hoops. Everybody, be sure that you fo- follow that Twitter account. Excuse me, with the potential return for college basketball. There's something we're going to talk about tomorrow too about the battle for Atlantis. That, that's a different story that we can get into. I saw Patrick Murphy from Bucknuts tweet that out, that which was one we of had my tweets. Yeah, that's one of your tweets? No, we'll be able to discuss that. But uh, I saw that John Diebler is off to Israel for his ninth season of pro basketball. The former Buckeye has signed with Hapol Tel Aviv, B.C. And uh, they, they they retweeted the tweet from the club, which is in their script, you know? So I don't imagine there are too many Buckeye fans here stateside that could understand that and probably needed the translation from at Ohio State Hoops. But John Diebler, congrats to him for having a long, successful, international, professional career. That dude was a sharpshooter. He absolutely made those Buckeye teams the Final Four threat year in and year out because you really can't be one unless you have a weapon like that on the outside that can just kill you. Game in and game out. No I mean, what do you have? Ten threes in a game? Wasn't that the well, that Illinois or right. Northwestern? I without, can't remember. Without looking, but that sounds right. Good and God! When he when he did two or three in a row, he did six in a row. My my tweet, uh, as mentioned, pertains to hoops, and we can get into this more tomorrow. But according to this from Pat Murphy, according to Matt Norlander, the battle for Atlantis to be moved from the Bahamas, the hashtag Buckeyes, one of eight teams expected to play in the tournament. Obviously, you kind of expected something similar to that with COVID-19. Yeah, and we will. Uh, we will discuss that. We have heard Chris Holtman's thoughts on that going back into the summer. We know that the NCAA just trademarked a couple of different phrases. One of them, uh, without having the story pulled up, battle at the bubble or something like that. I think that was a trademark that the NCAA uh, signed on for. So we had heard about this, that international travel was basically going to be a a dead issue like way back when. And eight teams signing on for a battle for Atlantis, that gives you hope, right? That's got to give you hope, seeing that something like that is still on the table and a go at this point, where they usually happen around Thanksgiving every year anyway. So that's that's good news to me. And I also liked from Ohio State's football account, like you mentioned uh, today, an hour ago, QB1 with a fire emoji our guy Justin Fields with just a mean, determined, focused look in his eye through the clear visor, getting ready to cock the arm and uh, fleece a throw right there. That's very cool. Last one from me. Uh, On Sunday, Ryan Chazier celebrated a birthday. 
fans, let's wish him a happy birthday. Hashtag go Buckeyes. Uh, so on Sunday, Ryan Shazier, happy belated birthday to him. What an inspirational guy Ryan yeah, Shazier no is, question. huh? I mean, no we've doubt. talked about Alex Smith's recent uh, road to recovery. Before that, there was Ryan Shazier, who uh, against your Cincy Bengals, that just that was not looking good. It was not looking good at all that night, and it's just amazing. Like the the, the determination, and I think it again again is how uh, these guys give themselves the goal as. Uh, as big a long shot it is that they'll get back to playing football again. I think it just it helps them get it back as much as they can get back. But that's been good tonight, Maddie. Always Enjoyed appreciate it. it. We'll see you tomorrow, Triple H. We've got inside the crew with Neil Seek and Jordan Angeli talking about that big win coming up next. After that, at nine, we will join in progress. Lakers Rockets game three. Then after that, at eleven thirty around, little thing called you'll see. It's all next on the fan. Two men, no pants. Oh, my God. Common Man and T-Bone. Weekday afternoons from 3 to 6. The Fan, Ohio sports destination. Come on over to Heartland and join our family. We're here to earn your business. We provide security. When life becomes uncertain, there's one thing understood. We're here for you at Heartland Bank, where banking feels good. Now, community banking is the lifeblood of small business. We take time out to understand your company, especially the owner's dreams. And our community bankers are experts at identifying risk, allowing us to help you execute your business plan. I'm Scott McComb, CEO. Come over to Heartland, where banking really feels good. Come on over to Heartland. Rare banking feels good. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Donato's Pizza is putting a whole new spin on spinach. Introducing Donato's new cauliflower spinach mozzarella pizza. Donato's delicious low-carb cauliflower crust topped edge-to-edge with baby spinach, fresh mozzarella, and savory plant-based sausage. Try Donato's new cauliflower spinach mozzarella pizza or create your own cauliflower crust pizza today. Donato's. Every piece is important. Hey, Buckeye fans, AEP Energy is redefining the game with smart energy choices for your home or business. Take advantage of AEP Energy's renewable energy plans to protect the environment and protect your wallet from rising energy costs. Boundless choices, boundless commitment, boundless energy. Visit aepenergy.com slash OSU to get started. That's aepenergy.com slash OSU, the official electricity and natural gas sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. While an affiliate of AEP Ohio, AEP Energy is not soliciting on behalf of and is not an agent of the Utah. Broadcasting from the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM HD1 Columbia.